Hello, Cyberpunks. I'm your host, Lupus, and welcome to our Cyberpunk podcast. With me today, we got Barry, Sammy, and that's about it, because Tilly is not necessarily participating. Yay! Uh, our first topic today, or, well, of the record, not the recording, brain. Start over. <laughs> no, it's okay. I will handle this. Our first topic for our first episode... Oh, look, Grim's here. Uh, <laughs> just in time. Is um, cyberpunk overall as a genre, and we will also be discussing Neuromancer by William Gibson. So, our first topic b- being cyberpunk as a genre gives us the question, what is cyberpunk? Cyberpunk is defined as a subgenre of science fiction set in a dystopian futuristic setting. It was started in the 1960s and 70s with the new wave sci-fi literary movement. The only one of us here that would have been alive at that time to remember it would be Barry. When was this? 60s and 70s. Um, yeah, I was only there for the last half of the 70s. Exactly. But you were still alive, which is what counts. Uh, and the first big novel that I could find, at least, was uh, 1968's uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. And if you're not sure what that novel is, it's the novel that had inspired 1982's Blade Runner. So, cyberpunk protagonists range anywhere from cops to mercenaries to even hackers. One such hacker protagonist is Case from Neuromancer. And these protagonists are often manipulated into performing services and getting into sticky situations along the way. Speaking of Neuromancer... It is a 1984 novel by William Gibson. It was his debut novel and is the only novel to win uh, the Nebula... uh, Sorry, the Nebula Award, the Philip K. Dick Award, and the Hugo Award. Mm. So all three of these are big sci-fi lit awards. And for... This book, to have won all three, just shows how well-written it was. Uh, this novel follows computer cowboy Henry Case and his final job, bringing him against an AI. The plot is as follows. Spoilers. Spoiler warning if you haven't read it, and if you don't want it spoiled for you, Go ahead and cut out till we get to our discussion. Uh, If you have read it and you want a refresher, keep listening. If you haven't read it and you want to, please go support the author. And if you are turning off your audio for the spoiler, watch the text at the bottom to notify you when the spoiler is over. Exactly. Uh, so the plot is as follows. In the, it's the 21st century, and a data thief named Case, or Henry Case, uh, 
is living in Japan. He used to make his living stealing data from uh, cyberspace, but he got greedy and tried to profit from one of his thefts. His employers caught him and damaged his nervous system with a Russian toxin as punishment. A man named Armitage sends Molly, which you may remember a character by the name of Molly from Johnny Mnemonic. Same character, apparently. I did research. Uh, to recruit Case for a job. As payment, Armitage offers to repair Case's nervous system so he can go online again. Case takes the job, and after the surgery, Case and Molly become lovers. Aww. Uh, Case and Molly... Or Case, Molly, and Armitage travel to North America, where... Armitage reveals that Case, while he got a new pancreas which allowed him to um, be able to access the um, cyberspace again, the Matrix, he uh, also put in 15 pouches of the same toxin that destroyed his nervous system in the first place. <laughs> Just, you know, to make sure he does the job. So, um, eight days pass, Case Jackson to cyberspace successfully. He's so happy to be home, he weeps with joy. Uh, Finn, who was the tech that told Case that Armitage wasn't bullshitting him about the toxin. Um, it was hired by Armitage as tech support and fits Molly with a sim stem, which I will explain further. Um, Case experiences Molly's perceptions via sim stem as she contacts the Panther Modern Panther Modern Gang. That kind of sounds like a brain dance. It basically is, yes. Hmm. You'll notice brain a lot of similarities. Dance. Case spends days in cyberspace. Molly breaks in to steal a storage unit containing the recorded personality of Dixie Flatline, a hacker, but is injured in the process. As the Panther Moderns, as the Panther Moderns conclude negotiations with Case, they pass on a brief cryptic message. Winter mute. Or winter mute. Yeah. Uh, winter mute is the name of an AI owned by the Tessier Ashpool Corporation. Case turns on the construct of Dixie Flatline and discusses the job with it. And now that he's turned back on, Dixie guides. Case to a section of the Matrix where he can get more background on Armitage. Uh, he discovers Armitage used to be a soldier named Cordo, part of the Screaming Fist. Uh, Cordo was injured in a helicopter accident and needed rehab. He became uh, schizophrenic and until a computer healed him. 
Armitage, Molly, and Case fly to Istanbul. Finn's waiting for him there. And they meet with someone whose name I'm not even going to pronounce because I can't. How's it spelled? T-E-R-Z-I-B-A-S-H-J-I-A-N. Tersebastian. Yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> and they that person guides them to their next team member, Philip, or Peter, sorry, Peter Rivera. <laughs> Philip. Uh, Riviera had a lung removed and replaced it with technology that lets him project holograms of others' imagings. Because you don't need a lung, right? Of course not. Um, let's see here. That's so it turns out that um, Riviera after come or Molly discovers Riviera is a sociopath who gets satisfaction from betraying those he loves. Uh, let's see here. The four of them fly to Paris and then take a shuttle to a space colony funded by Rastaf or founded by Rastafarian workers who refused to return to Earth. Hmm. Yes, this play this book goes all over the place. But uh. I would like to say that for anyone that's either played the Cyberpunk tabletop or the new Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven game you would notice a lot of similarities between the game and the tabletop and these old books. Yes. A lot of similarities. Um, let's see here. So it turns out, or they discover here that Wintermute is part of a larger entity in case it's helping them unite. Um, Molly and Case travel to Freeside, which is... Let's see here. I just passed it. Oh, um, it's another space station. Molly and Case travel to Freeside, another space station, where they meet up with Armitage and Riviera. Armitage gives everyone their task. Case returns the tugboat to Marcus Garvey, where he and Dixie begin running a virus to hack the target AI. Because it will take several hours, Case goes off to explore Freeside and manages to find drugs that will bypass his mod modified pancreas and let him get high. Fun. Uh, skip that. Don't need to know that part. Uh, Case gets Dixie to find Molly's room and enlists some former drug dealers to help him find his way there. Uh, once he's there, Molly tells him the story of how she paid for surgical augmentation 
by working as a special kind of uh, escort with an implanted chip that blocked the memories of what she did. Does that sound familiar? A little bit. <laughs> oh, let's see here. When he, when Case returns to his hotel room, the Turing police arrest him. These police interrogate Case and suggest he is betraying the human race by helping an AI escape its limits. They leave eventually and are planning to take Case back to Earth. However, Wintermute takes over a security drone and kills the Turing cops. Case returns to the tug that brought him to Freeside. Uh, he flatlines again, the potential danger of jacking into cyberspace. While he's clinically dead, Wintermute gives him visions of Villa Straylight. Case uses his Case then uses his SimStem link, too many S's, and follows uh, Molly as she enters the villa. She meets one of the Ashpool clan about to commit suicide. He falls asleep talking to her, and she kills him. So Case talks to Armitage and Dixie, and then goes back to Molly, or goes back to following Molly. Dixie sends a message to Armitage, or send a message to Case, indicating Armitage is falling apart. Case is no longer flatlining, apparently, because he comes out of cyberspace and learns Armitage has developed back into Cordo. Um, and Cordo is having PTSD. Uh, Cordo uses the escape pod on the space yacht he's on, but Wintermute tinkers with it. Good old AIs. The pod is an airtight when he takes off, and he dies. Whoops. Yeah, exactly. And he's gone. In case he joins Molly via SimStem. Uh, let's see, they meet, uh, a boy, a girl, and three Jane, the active face of the Tessier Ashpool plan. The boy jumps in the pool, Molly throws in a grenade and then collapses. When she wakes up, she's in restraints. Case listens as Three Jane interrogates Molly and Riviera tortures her. Oh, let's see here. A lot happens in this book. Yes, there's a lot. In fact, I have way more that I'm just trying to skip past because honestly, there's. This book sounds like a link between cyberpunk and 
both uh, 1984 and Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, kind of. Um, so, let's see here. Case listens in periodically as the, um, the ship he's in approaches um, Villa Straylight. And he hears Molly trying to get free Jane to give her the code Wintermute needs. As they get closer, Wintermute appears to Case on a computer monitor and tells him to jack into cyberspace. Uh, and at this point, I'm going to bring in a character that I wasn't going to originally because I think you'll see another similarity. So he's on a beach, and or when he does, he enters a different reality, and he's on the beach and encounters his dead girlfriend, Linda Lee. Linda oh. Lee had died earlier in the book after stealing from him, but I really didn't think she was all that important. <laughs> um, time seems to pass, and Case doesn't, or Case realizes it isn't Wintermute doing this, but another entity. That entity speaks to Case directly, identifying itself as Neuromancer. Case jacks out and joins the Rastafarian pilot driving the spacecraft to try and save Molly. Um, when they enter the room... A bunch of assassins shoot the pilot with an arrow, or an assassin shoots the pilot with an arrow. Riviera emerges from the shadows and tells Case both Case and Molly will die there. Free Jane comes out and they talk about what is happening. Riviera tries to shoot Case. The assassin then shoots the gun out of his hands. Riviera responds by shooting lasers into the man's eyes and blinding him. Hmm. However, the assassin is so skilled that he can chase Riviera blind, and does so. Hmm. The pilot pulls a gun on three Jane, forcing her to release Molly. Keep in mind, this pilot was shot with an arrow. Everyone rides an elevator to the center of Villa Straylight. I would imagine that doesn't include Rivi uh, Riviera or the assassin. Case and Dixie penetrate uh, the company's defenses in cyberspace, and Case again sees Neuromancer, who invites him to live there as a construct. Meanwhile, in the physical world, Three Jane and Three Jane gives Molly the code, and Case wakes up. So. Here, this is how the book is uh, finishing, so in just a moment we will remove that spoiler warning. Mm -hmm. An indefinite amount of time passes. Case and Molly live through the event. And uh, let's see here. We're a couple until her need for battle led her to take another job. And, uh, um... So they shared a hotel room. Case reflects on what happened. Wintermute and Neuromancer fused into a larger entity. 
this entity is now in the Matrix, or is now the Matrix, and is talking to another similar entity in a distant solar system. Chase buys himself a new lever and pancreas and a new deck he can use to jack in. And then, at one point in the Matrix, he sees three figures. The boy, who had been the other AI, Linda, and himself. Case never sees Molly again. Hmm. So, why is this so such an important novel in the genre? Well, Oh, uh, is that the end of the spoilers? Yes, that's the end of the spoilers. Alright. Well, um... Not only did it bring in quite a few um, different sources, like quite a few different terms, such as cyberspace and matrix, but I mean, it even now, as early as, or as soon as like December, we we're seeing this influence media. Mm-hmm. Case in point, 2077, which borrows a lot of the ideas of this novel and interprets them into their own storyline. Yeah, the uh, title character of that book sounds very similar to the uh, AI of ex-girlfriend in the game. Yep. And, I mean... The specifically the uploaded conscience of a dead person. Yeah, but the chip. reason I mentioned earlier, it's, it sounded like a link between cyberpunk and 1984 and Fahrenheit 451. 1984 had the Thought Police, which I've never read the book or seen the movie or anything, but I still know about all of that stuff. But I distinctly remember from night from. Uh, Fahrenheit 451, that the police in the movie had pictures of the guy's front of his face, his profile from each side, and surprisingly enough, the back of his head. Why would they need a picture of the back of his head if they're chasing somebody and they need to know what the back of his head looks like? They had that Fahrenheit 451. Honestly, the back of the head could be helpful because there could be an identifying mark on the back of it. It was just hair. So, you know, get a haircut, it's different. Yeah. Um, so, Sammy, what were your thoughts? I see that you're muted. Um, my thoughts were that... I mean... I've always been into the cyberpunk genre. However, Neuromancer wasn't a book I've read. I've heard about it, I've just never read it. And I didn't know the plot, so that's why I was muted and somewhat trying to ignore half of the plot. But obviously, you can't ignore things that are similar between what you are hearing and things you've already experienced. For instance, as Barry already said, the connection between the AI and the game and everything about the main character. You know, it's just things like that where you you see a lot of similarities 
from your own experience in the genre already compared to the book? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a really good book. <laughs> now I kind of want to read it, but now I don't know half of what happens in it. <laughs> and I will say, if you aren't a fan of novels or whatever, they do have a graphic novel of Neuromancer. So if you're more into graphic novels, maybe that's more your style. You can I'm find that, pick it up. Books. I, I prefer short books. If I... you like novellas, <laughs> which is like a shorter book, um, the term cyberspace was actually written in Burning Chrome by, by William Gibson. Um, See, completely unrelated. But Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase was also amazing. <laughs> no, I said cyberspace, not cyber chase. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, um, same difference, sort of. Two, pop two of the more popular terms from this novel are cyberspace. Cyber chase? No, cyberspace. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to um, guess jacking in. No, jacking in. no. I mean, uh, amongst among cyberpunk fans, yes, <laughs> but in media in general, there was a movie based around the or uh, based off this idea of what is also called cyberspace in this, The Matrix. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, mm. kind of, rather than jacking in, Trilogy, kind of whatever. jacking out. <laughs> you're, you're entering the real reality. Or mm. are you? That's the thing about The Matrix. I watched every Matrix movie, still don't quite understand what's real and what's not. <laughs> okay, all the parts where they're doing shitty special effects... <laughs> <laughs> I see you've gotten some upgrades, Mr. Anderson. That's a nice new arm you have. <laughs> but yeah, The Matrix was a really, you know, cyber, cyber, uh, words. And eventually we will probably talk about The Matrix on here. <laughs> Maybe. Just because... It is influential in cyberpunk media. Yeah. Yeah. Although, uh, I'm more looking forward to talking about Snow yes. Crash. While I never read the end of it, I did read the first 90% of it. And at some point, we will discuss the video game. Yeah. Probably multiple some points. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would Every like episode. to... <laughs> I mean, I, w I would like to discuss the actual tabletop because the tabletop came too. out, yeah, in the mid to late eighties. Totally fine. We can discuss yeah, that. Had a lot of um, Ponsworth, Ponsmith had a lot of um, ideas from a lot of the things that was previously released. I, I just like that Ponsworth is a com combination of. <laughs> Mike Pondsmith and Alfred, Alfred Pennysworth. <laughs> Damn it. Now, 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 I, now I see that. 
Speaking of Pondsmith, uh, I think it's funny that Pondsmith, being a person of color, came up with the cyberpunk language Blackies. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he is actually an amazing person. Yeah. He seems like a super nice guy. Every he interview plays, I've seen with him. He plays D&D. Yeah. <laughs> He will run his, you know, he will run sessions of cyberpunk for people. <laughs> nice. Like, he will be the, um, I forget what they call it, but basically what a DM is in D&D. Yeah. Game You're master, DM thank you. Or GM, whatever. But yeah, um, he will be that yeah. for people that want to play it and they have no idea how to run it. But he has an amazing voice for it, too. Yeah. He has a typical Game Master, Dungeon Master voice. He's got oh, that amazing voice. For our listeners um, that didn't hear when Barry said it earlier, uh, the Moro Rock... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the Moro station. Rock radio station in the video game is actually voiced uh, for the Between the Song stuff by Mike Pondsmith. Also, I found in my playtime that that is probably the best locate or best radio station if you want to hear songs by Samurai. By who? Samurai. Oh, Samurai, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the Samurai band. songs are okay. That are Vessel songs. I mean, I just randomly heard, like, a country song on there, and I'm like, what the heck is this? Okay. Yeah, I, heard it. My, I turned it off. I'm going to my jam, <laughs> Vexelstrom. Yeah. I'm still waiting uh, for... Go ahead. There's this one song that I heard uh, repeatedly on the in-game radio, and it was like... A weird Japanese futuristic yes, techno I've heard song. That one. I love and it. I love it, but I don't know why. It's not my kind of music. <laughs> but it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one I hear on Vexelstrom the like most of the time is Never Fade Away. Mm. At least I think it's Never Fade Away. It's one of the samurai songs. Mm. But I refused. And that's just not a band I care for. I actually uh, downloaded the audio of a YouTube video of the Vexelstrom radio content. So, the real quick, Lupus, you said you, it's not a band you care for. Do you refuse it? Yes, it is refused. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's about time we wrap this one up because we have uh, something starting in just a few minutes, guys. So it was great fun talking about this. Please tune in next week when we will have another discussion. Tilly, you're more than welcome to come back for this if uh, you're interested. And for those of you listening, please... 
leave a comment, like, subscribe, all that jazz. We'll see you later, Cyberpunk. Stay hard. No, wrong show. So, uh, anyone else have anything else they want to add to the end of that? No, I'm just wondering why Grim has to ruin that. Then (laughs) I'm just going to add on a personal note, being that I'm recording this, if you like uh, what, what I was saying and you want more of me, follow K-H-Z-H-A-K on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. My pinned link on Twitter links to adult content, so if you don't want that, don't click it. Otherwise, I'm also on the Thanks for Nothing podcast right here on this channel, which I link to their channel where they have the videos of that in my YouTube channel in the related channels. And I also host my friends on Twitch. I don't stream there myself. That may change now that I have OBS, but I don't know. That's about yes, it for my end. because Lupus forgot. Um, this podcast, D&D games, and other podcasts, and other things that we do, all are FML Productions Group. That is us. We do a lot of stuff. Please support us. Yes. Either uh, listen, share it with your friends. If you have money to spare, you can donate. You don't have to. No, it's it's not needed, but and appreciate it. Yes. Hopefully we can figure out a way to get this wherever you watch podcasts. Yes. But until next time, that's it for now. Yep. Thanks for listening. Cyberpunks. Yay.